0: You are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony and welcome to another episode of Last Week in Health IT for Pharmacy IT and Me. And this is for April 7th, 2021 been a while since we've done an episode about the news, so let's just get right into it. The first thing I want to talk about is AstraZeneca is working with Mass General on technology for heart failure and asthma. So the organization said they're going to be using uh, part of like AstraZeneca's disease management platform to deliver analytics and insights into uh, ways to clinically validate digital health solutions. So they're trying to use something that's patient-centric digital health. And uh, what they're going to be doing is that AstraZeneca themselves, they announced that they're going to be working with Mass General so that they can uh, create and clinically validate these patient-centric digital health solutions. So AstraZeneca, their AMAZE solution, the disease management platform name that they're using, it uses remote monitoring to uh, try to look for risk patterns and uh, give insights to the clinical care team uh, You know, if there's any issues with, like asthma or heart failure. So if you look at clinicaltrials.gov, they do have like a study that's uh, published there, and patients would enter their personal information using the AMAZE app, and that will all feed into something that's going to be populating a dashboard for the clinician, so that's embedded into the EHR. So this is a study that's going to be done for patients to be enrolled uh, after an inpatient heart failure admission at the Mass General Hospital. And, you know, part of this too is trying to get the patient to be engaged in their own healthcare. care. So it's going to be trying to improve patient engagement and also the care team communication and looking at the clinical outcomes. So what they're trying to do is uh, they hope that they can reduce the cost, the healthcare costs in, in doing so. The other thing I want to talk about is Cigna found in their uh, kind of like a survey and studies is that COVID-19 has been increasing the demand for virtual behavioral health care. So, of course, we know that, you know, telehealth in general is increased during COVID-19, but COVID-19 also specifically has promoted behavioral health services. And it's kind of not surprising because there has been an increase in the pursuit for mental health services. And what they found specifically was there was a 27% increase in behavioral health outpatient care compared to pre-pandemic times. Uh, what they found was, you know, just some more stats. 63% of all patients were female, with women seeking higher rates than men across uh, all ages and ethnic groups. Well, 45% of those uh, seeking were under age 30, and about 18% were about age 18, which is an 18% increase from before the pandemic, and then 27% were age uh, 18 to 29, which is 33% increase. As you know, COVID-19 this past year, it has done a uh, major impact on you know all aspects of our lives so it's not surprising that mental health has been kind of at the forefront now of like what people are seeking. So the next news item is uh, just talking about like Legacy Health and how they expanded from inpatient to ambulatory in terms of their telehealth system and Legacy Health is an Oregon health system and they already had telemedicine at eight hospitals when uh, COVID-19 struck but because of the pandemic it really forced them to move more into their ambulatory space. It's really cool because their uh, ambulatory space, they had specialty care services and they're able to provide remote consultations on different uh, facilities and uh, types of different services as well. And in terms of their inpatient side, they've been using teledoc for their inpatient uh, service. As part of the way that they were adding ambulatory into their services, they were able to get all the providers to be offered the opportunity to participate in the training to make sure that they would know how to use it. And this will allow for different things like remote care and facilitating connections with patients from even the providers homes or offices. They also use another service uh, called MEN and this allowed patients to actually continue to schedule and receive services without actually being exposed to COVID-19 because it's all telehealth now and it really adhered to like social distancing guidelines that were implemented in both Oregon and Washington. All right the next thing I want to talk about are label errors abound in the most common AI test sets. So at MIT, they found that label errors could destabilize machine learning benchmarks. What does that mean? So a new study from MIT showed that uh, they found label errors in 10 of their most cited AI data test sets. And these test sets are things that they use for benchmarking and validation. So uh, they found that there was an average of about 3.4% errors across the data sets. So they really rely on these for benchmarking. So what that means is that this whole thing could undermine the framework that they use to uh, measure progress in their machine learning models like, I guess, just for specific examples, they found a photo of a frog in their data set, a visual data set that was erroneously uh, labeled as a cat. And, you know, like things like this, it really affects their machine learning. If this is all like the algorithms that the machine learning is based off of, right? So uh, a lot of those kind of things, they found like about 2000, uh, almost 3000 errors in their image net validation set. So on one hand, you know, um, it's inaccurate, so they may think their progress is not really as far as it could be. Or, on the other hand, you know, uh, the accuracy of AI is actually, it should be more accurate because they're just using the false data set. So, what we're seeing with AI right now, that's saying it's not really accurate. It's it, it could be that AI is more accurate and machine learning is more accurate, but because of these flawed data sets, it looks like we're not as far along as we should be. So, you know, it goes back to the idea of garbage in, garbage out. So, if you have like the original, kind of thing you're basing it off on and you get this like result and result based on errors then of course that's going to be not good. All right so the next thing is a new executive agency has launched uh, to help Europe's recovery from COVID-19. So European Health and Digital Executive uh, Agency will oversee a 5.0 billion pound EU for health program and this uh, program is going to be responsible for research and innovation and also just implementing New frameworks that will extend the role of the EU, um, different agencies and how they coordinate and prepare for response measures. Not much else about that news item. So I'll move on to the next thing. So Verizon is unveiling a new virtual care platform. So this is pretty cool. So BlueJeans telehealth enables a one click access to video visits between uh, patients and providers. And then they map the user experience to different clinical workflows. And according to the Verizon business company, uh, it helps replicate the in person office consults. The licensing is based on the per visit model, according to the company, and it allows for like a better data capture and reporting for reimbursement. What's kind of cool too is that the BlueJeans Telehealth from Verizon, it also allows um, optional configurations for pre-visit medical condition surveys and also allows for onboarding materials for patients and also allows providers to customize the patient education for the patient and also offers medical interpreter services for more than 200 languages and transcription and closed captioning. So it's pretty much almost an all-in-one for everything to make the visit with the patient much easier, and friendly than you would expect. So that was a lot of news items I went over for the past week. But if you guys want to check out more healthcare IT news, you know, go to healthcareitnews.com. I always mention this. Uh, That's where I get my information and keep myself updated in that world of healthcare IT. If you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy me. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal.